1: location not in hiding deliberately
2: not in hiding yet
1: not in what's it called what they do with a witness protection yeah program um but just i
2: don't think witness protection looks like this though
1: oh i don't know it depends on the witness they're protecting
2: we are in a very very nice hotel room because what are you doing this week? i'm I, this
1: is the, i'm drawing to the end by the time you listen to this by the time you hear this When it lands on Friday, I will have finished finally filming series four of Amazing Hotels. And we're recording the podcast here. And Ben has visited. And it's the most glamorous place I've ever done a podcast from, except that my microphone is an upturned bin with a microphone sitting on the top of it.
2: But it's quite fitting maybe for what we're going to talk about. Well, we're going to talk about
1: all sorts of things. but um,
2: What's happened to you since last week? To me? Me? Nothing really. Oh, you mean that? Yeah. Well,
1: I wrote a column... Last Saturday, which listeners
2: will remember us talking about, which was about how, how and why there aren't very many young male novelists at the moment, where there are dozens of young female novelists.
1: Although it's not a massive crisis, it's a bit <laughs> of a nonsense. It was a, a female American novelist whose name you Elizabeth were remember, Elizabeth Strout. Elizabeth Strout. Strout. Uh, and she said that there are no young male novelists coming through, and this I then went and looked up the statistics and found that it was indeed fifty seven percent of new fiction last year was written by women, and forty three percent only uh, was written by men and i we as we decided together man and woman, that this would be a funny opportunity to write a column about. I wrote about the the shortage, the crisis. We're running out of turkeys. We're running out of uh, pigs in blankets. There aren't enough waiters. uh, And also now, oh my God, we're running out of young male novelists. Where are they all? It was was just a joke.
2: And you have a unique perspective on this because...
1: I wrote a novel once, which uh, didn't do very well. It was was good in parts. It was okay, but there was a lot wrong with it. It won the Bad Sex Award in 2005, the Literary Review Award for Bad Sex in Fiction. But uh, it won that because I thought that was funny. That was 2005. Irony existed then. Uh, and they found this passage in my book. It's a fantasy. It's not a real sex scene. It's a joke sex scene with a ridiculous it's description. It's a joke
2: sex scene written in order to bolster up your character of Winkler as a bit of a monster.
1: As a preposterous version yeah. of, of a narrator, a preposterous version of myself. Who knows? Wrote it. I got a call from the, the, the literary review.
2: Who runs the Bad Sex Which Awards. Which runs the Bad
1: Sex Awards. And the nominees were Salman Rushdie, Norman Mailer, still alive then, uh, uh, John Updike, uh, I think Melvin Bragg and me. And they said, Do you know, if you show up, obviously they love to give it to someone who shows up. If you show up, you'll win. Do you want to show up? Oh, yeah, that'll be fun. A bit of a mistake. You know, I showed up. I won the next morning in 2005. It was all over the press. It was all over. I remember it was in the Rawalpindi Echo, a friend of mine, a Pakistani friend of mine who lives there and had me go, oh, I saw you won the bet That's a terrible there's a shit piece of writing Charles, i go mm. yeah it was a joke Mikael. it was a joke yeah uh, and uh look it's gone in the paper and that's not really how it's supposed to be uh and um
2: the bad sex in fiction award usually does make the papers but yours seems to have landed mine.
1: and i so that that was and i slightly regretted accepting it but 16 years on you know it's it's, it's water in the un, under a bit. you know it's on wikipedia it's sort of there the bad sex award. it's no massive deal but in the wake of writing this piece where i was joking about there being a shortage of uh young male novelists and saying i i said yeah i mean i even i i wrote a novel and i didn't even pick it up i, I said i wrote a novel with some okay words in, in it some of them in the right order you won the bad sex award you see what i mean a r- ridicule and mockery lads that's all there, there is, is
2: another there is another element to this that we ought to mention now which is that you actually made it made a documentary called my failed novel and it was you talking about your novel and the process of writing it and the uh, the genuine
1: hurt and pain, yeah. the sadness. I always wanted to be a novelist. I thought I was a good enough writer. I thought I was that guy. And
2: you went round to lots of different people, book book groups, writing groups. You went to talk to Jeffrey Archer. You talked to Qureshi. of Qureshi. You talked to all sorts of people, and you talked went to talk to your agent, Johnny Geller. And I talked talk- to a
1: writing class at UEA.
2: And you were really, really, really honest I to about Rose Tremaine. The problems with it and why it hadn't done very well and you you read some bits out and you were sort of embarrassed and I sat there yeah.
1: and <clears throat> for the sake of a good drama took the shit I had yeah. Archer laughing at me mocking yeah. me Jeffrey Archer calling me a useless talentless twat I had yeah. Hanif Qureshi sort of scoffing at me I had rooms to, to make an interesting drama anyway so I did all of that trying to live you know uh, I mean
2: but but the point was that you have totally held your hands up to any possible accusation of yeah, and what happened after book. I wrote my perfectly
1: jolly column where I was just joking about there being no male novelist anymore, just joking, saying, where are they? Are they all backed up in shipping containers outside university towns in their corduroy you know, trousers and tweed jackets, unable to burst onto the London restaurant scene because of haulage issues? It was a fucking joke. Yeah. And I got a Twitter pile on of massive proportions, about nothing. I've done bad things that I regret on Twitter. It has happened and I've been piled on and you have to go... Is that the police coming for me? No, it's not. We're just in a and central also, London hotel. But yep. and so I think we need to describe what happened now because I think we've done a big setup, and you're quite right that we should have done.
2: So there was a Twitter user, and what did they do? A,
1: a Twitter user. I think that's where it came from. Mm. I wouldn't normally look. I'm not on Twitter anymore, but I heard about it and I looked. Twitter user. Took the headline, which said, why are there no young male novelists? Didn't read the piece about, it's only a joke. Then took the sentence where I said, and I wrote a novel with some some decent words, some of them in the right order, even won the Bad Sex Award. Put that, then put the link to my embarrassing passage of uh, sex deliberately embarrassing deliberately silly that won the bad sex award and wrote something like a play in three acts yeah. or a, a passage which of course listeners to jazz cron has no idea and now I'm going to go and read and hate me but there we go and she got 100,000 plus i haven't looked like 100,000 likes and it reopened everything about me so it went back everything i've done on twitter for 20 years and people don't care that it was in the past so they dragged up the so bad sex week, award this week
2: it's literally like every wrong thing that you've done happened last week. I've
1: just been hiding under a bed. I don't know yeah. how I've been fucking. Luckily, I've been in a really swank hotel. It's been a, a four-poster gold bed that I was hiding under, with hot and cold running flunkies and, and, and room service. But, so they, so they dragged up the... Bat- they dragged up an email that I wrote to th- which basically started my career as a, quote, controversial uh, uh, columnist. I mean, 2007, still grieving for my father, fucked up in a thousand different ways, had just met you, you know. Yeah, <laughs>
2: over so the pain and only just started,
1: yeah. <laughs> Slightly pissed. Midnight, I I read a col- my po- my column goes online and the guys made a mistake and I go type ah, type 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 thousand words shall I send this darling no send you
2: didn't For- ask me did I not yeah, well, we okay look what I just said, sent yeah, darling yeah.
1: and you went is it too late to recall it yeah. and I went Because um, yes. you had a deep higher voice then went on the front page of the Guardian the only time they've ever managed to have my prose in there because I can't afford to pay my actual rent. <laughs> is this the angriest so I'm making myself more popular is this the angriest yeah. man in Britain said the Guardian um, it led to me getting the book deal which later led to the thing happening with the but still. Um, but that was then, and it was a bit, that was embarrassing too. I, I, I had to, I had to go to a party and have Martin Amis say, oh, well, I'm Giles Grant. Giles, lovely. I really enjoyed your, there was time enough for me to go, is he going to say novel? Is he yeah. going to say recent column? And then he said, email. You know, everyone saw that email, but it was, it was, it was fourteen years ago, and for about five years, it's all anyone talked to me about. It was it's there on on, on my Wikipedia. Now that email is has done a hundred thousand people have expressed their horror again. Mm. How can he write? Look, it's he hasn't even got the respect to capitalise the letter I. So it's like literally yesterday, I wrote a bad novel, accepted the bad sex award with a shit scene in it, and and then wrote an evil letter to the subs, and then I mean literally everything, and you wonder well. What's the point of sitting down now and looking at the news and trying to find something new and fun to say about it, which I don't even really mean, which is just a joke, because some fuckwad on Twitter is going to take it in bad faith and try and end me?
2: Unfortunately, at the moment, this situation is exactly what it's like writing for a newspaper. Because this has happened to you. Oh, yeah, this has happened to me. But the difference was it happened to me. And I looked at it and went... I'm not doing this anymore, and I came off Twitter, and I completely, totally, won up. When people go, people, tell me what, women, what, what,
1: the, what the one you're thinking of, the piece that you wrote.
2: Do you know what? The details are now a little bit hazy, but it was a, a piece I was asked to write for a new very cool editor and i wrote a i wrote a letter to my daughter about how i hope she loves makeup as much as i do because you're writing
1: for a magazine about makeup exactly it's and you wrote a joke about makeup and you said that i hope she's a physicist but if she's going to be a physicist i hope she's a physicist who wears makeup or yeah
2: something. i was I, I was i was making the argument for very very expensive skincare uh in a Skincare magazine, and so I was saying, you know, my daughter doesn't care about what she looks like, and I think that's an amazing thing. But I also wanted to say, you know, the thing about skincare and makeup is it, it, it's just it's nice to look nice. I think it said I think I said it's polite to look nice, and, and that's a thing that I have to take on myself because I quite often look like I fell out of a bin because I can't be bothered. and You I,
1: made a sort. Of, you were right. You made as like the kind of joke which mm, I I often make.
2: Tea time. Oh,
1: oh so well, that the, that's yeah. the butler arriving. Can we uh, yeah. just pause that for a second, Ben? It's your tea.
2: Giles acts like there's sort of precious actual tape going round in the machine. Yeah. Like, they would pause it to save the precious tape rather than this is just digital. Hello, thank you nice very much. To see you.
1: I'm really enjoying that. With well, the podcast is still rolling, isn't it? Yeah. Yes, I love the fact that in terms of in terms of first world problems. Thank you so much. In terms of first world problems, I'm here complaining about how terrible my life is while a butler in morning dress brings a silver tea service to the table. Yeah, sure. All um, I want to say is you made. Uh, a joke, a sort of a joke, sexist joke. You made a joke. You said you, you're you're imagining your daughter being a physicist or working in that, but you hoped she makes the effort to look nice, and you got taken out and made to look like you'd meant it.
2: Really like the piece, by the way. I know you. But nobody, nobody yeah. said to me, uh, "I'm a bit worried about this," and I, I didn't go. No, no, no I've got to write it. I, I got I filed it, it, and she went. And she went. It's great. We love it. That's
1: what happens with. That's what my that's what, my column last week, devised on this podcast. In the thousands of times listeners hearing us have the perfectly jolly idea. Same thing. But you you had that thing, and you have subsequently, and quite, to a degree, subdued your career. When people say, "What does totally. your wife do?" She's a journalist. You, she, you, she doesn't take it as seriously as I do because she doesn't want the expert. You have subdued. Your career and written smaller things in lesser places than me because you can't face the the awful,
2: awful shit that goes. Absolutely, absolutely terrifying. And
1: you're a nice person and write nice things, and I'm No, 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 Charles,
2: you're a nice person and you understand that you are paid to have an opinion in a, in 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 a uh, in a media where most people are like me and they are too scared to but say anything. They, but
1: I have had so that all I'm saying. So this week, basically, hundreds of thousands of people. There they are, and you try and tell yourself, as you always tell me, Twitter doesn't exist. Twitter isn't real. It's not, but hundreds of thousands of people are just part so just laughing at me, and some of that element I can take. Okay, so I wrote this novel and it had this sex scene which was meant to be a joke and i allowed it to win the bad sex award because i thought it would be fun and i thought i wanted the attention yeah and i made and, and so and i let that happen and now people are laughing at me again and i guess i have to be the butt of that joke and i made a film called uh uh my failed which novel and loved, some people on way. twitter there's a massive a ten thousand people on twitter liked a comment which said his novel was so bad they made a film about it Go- no, I made a film about it because I thought it was interesting, and of course, there's another massive strain on Twitter this week, which is he's a fucking philistine. He hates Jane Austen because I made a film a few years after that called "I Hate Jane Austen," which was a film about how I love Jane Austen, but I framed it as a narrative where I yeah. come back and 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 they've but also that shows
2: you. But the thing, English
1: is- teachers saying this is he's like he's like the worst child in my class. He's like the stupidest child in my class. English teachers, I have the names of their schools who think that my making a film about how I love Jane Austen and getting Jane Austen into the public domain by creating a narrative where I pretend to hate her, dress up in Regency dress and come round to liking Jane Austen like the plot of every fucking Jane Austen book. Like Mr. Darcy coming round to Lizzie Bennet. I come round to Jane They can't fucking see it and they put it on the internet and suggest that I'm a Philistine. And I, they, they
2: can fucking... Well, the thing uh. is, the thing is, the thing is, okay, I I can see that you're very upset. Mm. And actually, and I was about to say, and I was about to say you're looking a bit upset, but then you started talking to me about my pylon and I could hear myself getting really upset. And it's really, really upsetting because it's not fair. And quite often it's completely wrong. The thing, like the thing, the, the passage taken out of your book, you do have, it. okay, this is not a new thing for me to say, but Twitter doesn't understand Context and that's why it's so dangerous and I hate it so much and I think it should be banned. But there's
1: no forgiveness and there's no moving no, on. No, there's no, no kind no, of doing no, your time.
2: And also the other thing is that Twitter. Everyone, a lot of um, a lot of people have left Twitter because they don't like the atmosphere, and the people who are left are the people who like the atmosphere. So you have a self-selected group of people who enjoy these drags and these pylons. It's it's like the Colosseum and it's absolutely
1: Our planet needs protecting. I'm Adam Vaughan, the Environment Editor for The Times, and this is Planet Hope from The Times, in partnership with Rolex and its Perpetual Planet Initiative.
0: In this podcast, we hear from leading experts from around the world who are committed to finding solutions. These explorers, scientists, entrepreneurs and citizens are committed to a common
1: goal, to protect our home, Earth. Listen now, wherever you get your podcasts. Can I just do some stirring noises so Ben can yeah. use them in future... Sure.
2: No. Shh. Sounds like you're doing a wee.
1: Stir that tea. That's actual bone china. <laughs> which I didn't want we- to it too <laughs> to <laughs> <swing>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Yes, it's only worth 700 quid a, cu- a cup. Uh, we can use that in future podcasts as, a, as, as punctuation. <laughs>
2: Okay, so if you are I've got a couple of ideas for you. Uh-huh. The giant toothpick, Viscount Davenport. You're really
1: going, you're really going safe there, aren't you? The giant toothpick, Charles can't possibly, possibly get our house. This is
2: what I'm talking about. This, oh. is, this is the self-censoring that the writing columns in. in okay, a, you found a, me something
1: ex- suitably bland. Go on.
2: I have the giant toothpick. this is Viscount Davenport's a slightly odd battle to build a 55-metre-high steel landmark to the Queen.
3: It's a fantastic to, hill to die that's on, going
2: one. to Yeah, it is a very weird hill to die on, okay? because And it's, a, it's going to cost three million quid. It's going to be three times taller than the Angel of the North, which is massive. Sorry, that's
1: not enough money for something that big. Three million quid sounds cheap. It's so w- awesome. when you say giant toothpick, is that toothpick in the sense of the shard? Is it a nickname or is he does he say something about the Queen's teeth?
2: He ha- No, he hasn't called it a giant toothpick. It's probably called something else, but obviously it's going to be called the giant toothpick if you ever get. a got bait. a picture? I have got a picture. It does look exactly like a giant I mean, can toothpick. I see the picture? Yes, I'm finding oh, right, you fine. My, darling. There we go. Viscount wins battle to build giant toothpick for the Queen. Do you want to have a look at it? It's supposed to kind of M- mimic the he r- r- like a tooth uh, something rather.
1: He's um. made. He's tried really hard to do a tall structure that doesn't look like a knob, hasn't he? Yeah, because he doesn't want Very to have hard, a giant yeah. penis. Which, like, for example, the Bezos rocket, a giant penis, and say yes. it's a tribute to the Queen. So he's made it. It's sort of at a, what, a sort of eighty, seventy degree angle. Sort of bronze looking. What's the story? I mean, we-
2: so your your column would be. Uh, You can uh, catch up on some other uh, disputed monuments, sort of funny monuments. You can talk about the Fourth Plinth if you like. Everyone, a lot of people made made fun of anti-Gormley stuff. I quite like Antony's Gormley statues, but there was a time where they were really controversial.
1: No, the ones he does, the ones with the people and they stand standing on yeah. bill. Oh, they're all right.
2: Didn't he do Angel of the North? Wasn't that? Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Which is, which it, is there's fine. a list, there's like a list of there's a list of other 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 things that, other monuments that people have made fun of. The Mary Wilsoncraft sculpture by um, by Maggie, which Hamling. was just a
1: massive by who
2: Maggie Hambling. Yeah, and it was, was a
1: massive sort of rock yeah. with a tiny naked woman at the yeah, top.
2: Yeah, it was a little weird that 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 one. And then. Um, they put a bronze statue of the Queen by the Thames in Surrey was unveiled in 2015 to mark the 800th anniversary of the Magna Carta. Its position at Runnymede was called Utterly Bizarre and Ridiculous. And then this one I quite like. Plans for a sculpture near Whitby Abbey were withdrawn this year. The work was to have been shaped like a dolos, a concrete block used in sea defences, but it was described as a lump of concrete. So you could get... Whitby,
1: I thought you're thinking Dracula, sure Yeah,
2: exactly. So you could do a kind of rundown of some other kind of odd odd monuments and sculptures and then I thought you could say what what
1: Sorry, oh, real ones.
2: Yeah, okay, real ones. Right, yeah. Um, and then I thought you could, um, I thought you could have it get get a, a sneak peek at a list of other monuments ah. to people and things that have been rejected from the Committee for Monument Approval and Rejection Society. Okay, is that a real thing or not? No, thing? it's not a real thing. Uh, so I, I the two off the top of my head were uh, a monument was planned to the Five a Day Government Initiative featuring large vegetables placed at intervals along London Bridge, designed by Jamie Oliver, <laughs> and then a new monument to the Great Fire of London designed to be permanently on fire pudding. I don't know. Those just off off (laughs) the top of my head. You'll think of funnier ones, but I just thought like um, I'll think of
1: ruder ones, and then yeah,
2: exactly. And it's but I mean, some of them are. I mean, this I can quite imagine what this sculpture near Whitby Abbey that was shaped like. A concrete block used in sea defenses. Well, you are, know that you know the, the, shi- the shape of thing that I mean. They, they they drop those giant concrete blocks at places in the sea where there's like you get big big winter waves to protect whatever village it is behind oh, right, yeah. it. And they've just basically made a plan for one of these giant hideous things to be like an actual.
1: It's big, it's like it's how shit sculptures are generally. The the a you know it's i that suspicion so they do the block because they, things like Michelangelo doing his David that's like mm. to, they make out like now we don't need to do that anymore we mm. can just put a massive block and tell you what it means because they can't be asked and they can't do it they don't have the skill and they don't you can't do it. so why not just put a massive block and call it the vagina and say yeah. this is a tribute to all women mm. uh, and that's just that's that's basically what they do that's why they can have a toothpick and they they basically make a thing that they can make. And then yeah. say this is a tribute to the queen. But he probably started off trying to make a sculpture of the queen's face. It was too hard, so he did a toothpick. <laughs> and then went, it's I the think queen. also
2: quite often, you know, my mother's a trained sculptor, and in in sculpture, you know, sculpture is considered to be quite the kind of masculine end of of artwork, and it's a lot to do with, uh, you know, a lot of sculpture now is quite a lot to do with kind of engineering uh, trickery and your handiness with a with a blowtorch rather than actual artistic skill and that there, there's that there's like slightly I get the feeling there's that kind of culture in 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 sculpture and this thing is obviously a, an amazing feat of engineering a kind of 55 meters anyway it's 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 sort of extraordinary and i'm quite surprised that this guy Viscount davenport has fought quite so hard
1: he didn't make it he just not on his land no
2: no he didn't make it I've, who is it maybe by? Let's have a look. um anyway there's that idea have you got one that you want to talk about or do you want me to hit you in another one I've
1: got bits and pieces
2: anything you want to talk about not just some random thing you've seen in the paper darling an actual thing that we can have a discussion about like not just some funny thing about how how cats are really like or something
1: what the cat's like?
2: I, d- I don't know. I I was I slightly withered under your you just, under your I, stare.
1: I know this this is. <laughs> I'm using my face in what is an audio medium in order to express. No, I mean, what do you mean? You think I fuck up this book, this podcast regularly by just saying things? That- no,
2: but it's quite often you don't come up with column ideas. You come up with stupid ideas, things that you've seen in the paper and just chuck them at me, and they're obviously not an idea for a column.
1: As opposed to the giant toothpick.
2: Sorry, that's a really good idea.
1: I've written Daily Mail Tuesday, but I mean, I, I, have we got, got Tuesday's that. Daily Mail? No. But we we talked about the, 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 we saw this when we saw the story that they're take they're going to take difficult words out of exams. Yes. So there's so so this is in this drive now. Obviously, the, the Times readers know what I think about exam degradation and all that whatever it's called, grade inflation, and that's all boring. But they're going to take out difficult words that might be mm-hmm. alienating for children who who don't come from backgrounds where long words are regularly used
2: it's a thing that Catherine, uh, Catherine Burblesing talks about yeah
1: she's the chairman of the funny name foundation
2: no she isn't Catherine Burblesing was a she is a head teacher of a net of a oh she's the same. tough one she's the, she's tough, the one, tough one yeah and, and she mistress, said yeah. she's, she's, she's been you think you're being dragged this week F me she's being dragged all over up and down everywhere for saying that some children are born bad and they need to have <laughs> yeah
1: did she mean me yeah
2: i think it, uh... um i th- i do you know what something tells me that you and she would get on actually really really well she's lots of people celebrate her and think she's brilliant other people think she, that she's that she means children and everything and she she is of the position that you patronize um children who are you know disadvantaged in, in any way by saying to them you don't have to try as hard because you're disadvantaged She totally agrees with that. She thinks it's really bad. And she said a couple of years ago, probably three years ago, she said, I take my students to tea in a fancy hotel and I and I, and I I play them classical music and I take them to the theatre so that when they go into the world they've heard Beethoven that's
1: why we brought Ben here so that he could have tea in a posh hotel so that one day when he can go himself he won't he'll know how to behave
2: um, so no so look here's yeah,
1: the thing so yeah, Catherine yeah. Bevelsing would be behind me all the way I'm sure um, which is it's like they're going to take out difficult words from exams in case kids struggle because they feel alienated they're also going to take out experiences that underprivileged kids might not have had right, they, exactly. this is a recommendation Mm. Uh, so take out experiences like travel uh, and things that and i can see that but the idea that they might say um you know in a paper about 1066 imagine you're on a private jet as yeah, usual right, flying yeah. to normandy yeah. for a foie gras holiday yeah what would a With your
2: soy latte <laughs>
1: yeah that they so that would obviously alienate a kid from council estate but i don't think they phrase them like that but they want to take out difficult words from exams and i thought just an exam paper if I was thinking, if I was feeling stressed this week by all the business with my... I don't know to, something. By, yeah. by, I don't know something that happened online that wasn't my fault, although it slightly was, um, then uh, I would um, write an exam paper with all the difficult words taken out.
2: But replaced with what?
1: Well, you take an exam... So the classic balloon. exam... What? <laughs> balloon. Is what
2: well, no, but it's like... What taking- balloon? One like balloon ta- minus
1: another balloon. It's. Well, it would I, it'd be easier to do with a history exam. So you would say... The because instead of calling it Magna Carta, you would say Big Map, uh, and it would say when a Big Map was signed, right at was signed, and you wouldn't say you'd have to say you couldn't say running me because I didn't was signed at, in the olden days rather yeah, than yeah. twelve fifteen. Yeah, King King John was what was he
2: bad guy in naughty
1: yeah. or good yeah. in his attempt to stop the the men having power I don't know what
2: well, that, I mean there is a there is actually a good point to be made I mean possibly not in possibly not in school education but certainly in in undergraduate uh, and postgraduate yeah. work that academics write like drains and I think they write like that and they and they write sentences that genuinely do not make sense that do not have verbs in them because there is, I don't know. There's just this like kind of cult way of writing w- with academics, and they still do it now. I mean, they do it. They do it now. Lots of lots of stuff that you're that you want to read on any sort of modern issue. Anything written by an academic is impenetrable. I think they do it on purpose. So, sorry, that's not very helpful.
1: Uh, we look, maybe if that one isn't going to fly, another word one is. Did you see that the OED word of the year
2: uh, is what pylon council?
1: Um, is it yeah, Giles Corrin, Corrin. Is it, is it? No, the,
2: the, they always Corrin have their a, word. The
1: no, it's vax
2: oh yes I did see that Yeah. Uh, now the
1: OED didn't have a word of the year last year I read in this story because there were too many which were and it was lockdown right. and it was blah 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 uh, Collins's word of the year was something else so anyway the OED word of the year is vax I was really interested to see on a separate philological note that that was actually coined in 1799 vaccine only two, uh, two years later obviously relating to Edward Jenner. The word comes, the etymology is Edward Jenner. Cow. cow pack the cowpox that he used. The
2: vacara, yeah, which is the Latin for cow.
1: Yeah, which is uh, vacus, surely.
2: Vacare va- would say? be a verb,
1: to cow something. S- sorry, sorry, vacus, you're quite right.
2: Sorry, I don't know why I say
1: vaccare. And because it was cowpox was what they used to the inoculation against the smallpox. Anyway, that's where it came. But it's really odd that vax came before vaccinate. So they go, yeah, I've designed this vax, man." and you go what oh it's short for vaccination
2: v a x v a x was no cor- i no i yes. don't believe you no, yes. i don't believe you i'm not
1: here to argue about the thing that was actually in the times literally bit weird 1799 vax 1801
2: 1800 vaccinate uh, no I, I very much think that needs to be investigated okay well, the I, word I, the I word can't do this you this live on air no, i'll be proven to be right and people will think i'm a bully no the wor- the word the word before vaccinate was inoculate v, v- a x
1: yeah, was the word was the word before? Oh, I mean, no, I don't it, you. No, okay, fine. A-
2: but like, by all means, go into go. it later. Game. But can I just say for the record, I do not believe no. that the word V A X was used. Yeah, it was for before, anything.
1: Yeah. but in, if we're keeping score about how often I'm right, am I not surely leading? I was last... so
2: wrong about something the other day, and yeah, you I should have written what what it down. Thing I've got Should have written it down. I can't you remember see, what it was. And the eight other
1: occasions, yeah. which you can't cite. Anyway, I thought we could do other words. Do you know
2: what? Sometimes I go, I go in hard on on like like with this thing with the, with the vax thing because do you know cuz I want you to understand it doesn't fucking matter if you're <laughs> right or not it really really adds nothing to the sum but of do it you think- and I want you to I want you to see how I don't care if I'm right or not because it doesn't matter
1: well, I'm not going to fight you on this one because you were so sweet and supportive of how shit Twitter and the world have been to me this week. so
2: horrible and to you. For once.
1: They were so horrible. Like I said, they were so horrible that you were on my side. So horrible. Which is so rare because normally it's just like, a, I'm really sorry, I've done no, this. No, normally thing, I get Twitter, really, You go fuck off out of the house. Yeah, and, I do, yeah. And this time out. you didn't. So I'm not going to fight you on this thing that I'm right about because it would look bad. And I do care about whether and I'm right And it's not
2: interesting for my group It's not, so let's I think leave that behind.
1: And talk about what about what? You've been listening to Giles Corran Has No Idea with me, Giles Corrin.
2: And me, Esther Walker.
1: It's a Wireless Studios production for The Times, produced by Ben Mitchell. You can listen to us on The Times Radio app or download from wherever you get your podcasts. To find out what I wrote about in the end, you can pick up a copy of The Times or get a digital subscription. Just search the times.co.uk forward slash Giles Corran has no idea. I've been promised that this will take you to an amazing offer rather than just a website created by Ben randomly containing all my broadcasting mistakes. Although I'm sure that exists somewhere, it's just going to be up to you to find it. And for the full live experience, tune into my show on Times Radio every Friday from 1 till 4.